What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode today here on the Growing Green Podcast. We are excited to be coming to you today with another fresh new episode, and we're going to be rolling solo today, but we're going to be changing things up a little bit. Uh, I hope you have enjoyed the content we've been putting out recently. The podcast is growing. We're reaching a bigger community, which is awesome. We are so appreciative to each and every one of you who share the show and uh, help support us and come along the journey along with us and uh, let us know what you're doing in your businesses because I know if you're anything like us, uh, it is a crazy time of year right now. Spring Rush is in full force and everybody is just, just getting calls left and right, staying busy. And that is a beautiful, beautiful thing for us landscapers. So if that is you right now, Congrats. Keep going. Don't give up. I know it's going to be tough. You're about to go through some hard times. You're going to get stressed. It's going to be mentally tough down the road. Uh, but keep your head down. Keep on grinding. The light will come at the end of the tunnel. And uh, if we can ever help you along the way, don't hesitate to reach out. But for today's show, I do want to take a, a little turn from the entrepreneurship and business talk that we usually do here on the podcast. And I want to go in a different direction. I want to go in the direction of uh, more of a spiritual direction. And and anybody who's listened to the show for any length of time knows that uh, I am a I am a Christian. I'm a, a man of faith, and I'm not uh, afraid to share that on the show. And we've talked about that in multiple episodes before. And, and I try to live that out in my everyday life. By no means perfect. Have a lot of flaws, a lot of mistakes. Have a lot of a lot of ways and areas to grow in and to be better. Uh, but I'm not going to be ashamed to talk about it. And I've always said that uh, if I could, be, if I had a platform to share it, I was going to share it. So we try to share it on Instagram uh, every now and then, and and same thing here on the podcast. So uh, if you're listening to this episode live, it is Good Friday, the Friday before Easter. And today, what I want to do is it's going to be kind of a, a more of a serious, like somber episode. Uh, it's going to be we're going to walk through the Easter story, and we're going to talk about the crucifixion of Christ. And, uh, but don't worry because at the end there's a, there is, like I said, the light at the end of the tunnel is coming and, uh, there is a light there, the, the light that's greater than no other. Um, and we, we're going to get into that today. So if you enjoy that kind of stuff, if you enjoy hearing a little, uh, spiritual talk now and then, uh, about, and I don't know, I say now and then, like it's just something you throw to the side. It is the most important thing we could talk about. That's the thing. Uh, I'm by no means qualified to be any type of professional, uh, preacher or speaker or anything like that when it comes to faith. Uh, like I said, I have a million areas to grow in, but I do want to share what little bit I do know and I've studied and learned over the years and uh, just ways it has impacted me in my life and, and just that I, I believe that Christianity is a very real thing. I think it's the most important thing that you could ever have decided in your life uh, that, that Christ is your Savior. So uh, I, we'll get into that some more down the road. Uh, I, I hope this. I hope you stick along for this episode. It's not going to be too long of an episode, but I do want to to talk about this today. I feel like it's needed. I feel like uh, you can get a lot of value out of this if you really just uh, stay tuned for the next 10, 15, 20 minutes here as we walk through this story. Uh, talk about history, man. It's not some made-up story. This is history. This is real life. Things that actually happened. And uh, we're just going to kind of read some passages. We might talk about it, break it down a little bit as we go through it. But uh, this has been on my heart for a while, and, and I know, I've know i known that Good Friday was coming up. And so this is what I wanted to do for the episode today. So with without any further ado, let's just hop right into it. So we're going to be reading out of John. Uh, we're going to read John's account of the crucifixion. 
And I don't know that this is the best one to be reading out of. This is just the one that I chose. Uh, I like the way that John puts it. Uh, and so what we're going to do is we're just, like I said, we're going to read through. So we're going to start in John 19. And and if you don't know the backstory to this, uh, we're not going to give the whole life of Christ and, and that whole backstory. Uh, if you have any more of those questions, feel free to reach out and I can help you in any way that uh, that I can. If not, I can, I can get you in touch with people who are better scholars than me, better, better biblical, biblical scholars than I am. But uh, John 19, so uh, Pilate, Jesus is coming to be tried before Pilate, and uh, Pilate was the, the guy in charge back then. He was he was the, the one that made the decision. So Jesus is uh, brought to Pilate to be questioned, and uh, the Romans did not like him, and they were wanting to put Jesus to death, essentially. But So they went to Pilate, took him to Pilate, and essentially Pilate was like, well, this dude's done nothing wrong. I mean that that's essentially what it is is uh he he right here we'll just we'll just say in John 18:38 Pilate said to him what is truth and then he had said this he went out again to the Jews and said to them I find no fault in him at all. So that was the first time he went to Pilate is he went to they that he was brought before Pilate and to be tried and and to see if there was any wrongdoing that he could be put to death. He went through his trial at the end of it Pilate says there's no problem here. The, Jesus is perfect. There's nothing. He's not nothing wrong. He does not. He does not deserve to die. So that's John nineteen uh, thirty eight, and and then so we'll just go through thirty nine. And so what happens here is, but you have a custom. This is Pilate speaking. But you have a custom that I should release someone to you at the Passover. Do you therefore want me to release to you the King of the Jews, which is Jesus? Then they all cried out again, saying, "Not this man, but Barabbas." Now Barabbas was a robber. So right here in verse 40, what's happening is at the Passover, it was a tradition to let one um, one prisoner go. That was somebody who was supposed to be killed. They're supposed to be let go. And so Pilate brought it before the crowd. And the the thing is, is Jesus was perfect. Like, we, I mean, the Bible says Jesus was perfect. It was, he did no wrong. There was no fault in him. There was no reason he should have been in this scenario in the first place other than this was God's plan along the way. This is what Jesus came for, this exact very instant. And uh, so Barabbas was a robber. He was a thief. He, he deserved, he did bad things. Uh, and, and I'm going to put a, I'm actually going to put a show, a thing in the, in the notes today and I want you to go watch this. We're probably going to play it on here too. So this is, we're going to play two clips through this episode as well. That I man, they're huge. They they really tell the Easter story very well, better than I've heard before. So stay tuned for those. Seriously, I mean, I'm, you're going to get bored of me talking probably, but stay tuned for the two attachments that we're going to add in here today that are really going to benefit you. So anyway. Pilate goes to the crowd and asks, do you want Barabbas to die? Do you want Jesus to die? Everyone says, Jesus, let Barabbas go. So then Pilate took Jesus and scourged him, and the soldiers twisted a crown of thorns and put it on his head, and they put him on and put on him a purple robe. Purple was, uh, it was the, it was like majesty back then. It was, um, let's see, the color represented royalty. That was, that was what purple meant. So they were all making fun of him, saying he was king of the Jews, and that's what they, in, in the next verse it says, Then they said, Hell, king of the Jews. And they struck him with their hands. So they were making fun of him, calling king of the Jews, put purple robe on him, and they were beating him. Pilate went out again and said to them, Behold, I am bringing him out to you, that you may know that I find no fault in him. So Pilate was making sure they knew that he found no fault. There was no reason for them to be killing Jesus like this. Uh, then Jesus came out wearing the crown of thir- thorns and the purple robe. And Pilate said to them, Behold the man. 
Therefore, when the chief priests and officers saw him, they cried out, saying, Crucify him, crucify him. Pilate said to them, You take him and crucify him, for I find no fault in him. Here's he, here it is again, a third time, Pilate saying, I find no fault in him. This is on you. This is not on me. Uh, verse 7, the Jews answered him, We have a law, and according to our law, he ought to die, because he made himself the Son of God. Therefore, when Pilate heard that saying, he was the more afraid and went again to the praetorium and said to Jesus, Where are you from? But Jesus gave him no answer. Then Pilate said to him, Are you not speaking to me? Do you not know that I have power to crucify you and power to release you? Jesus answered, you could, you could have no power at all against me unless it had been given to you from above. So he's saying, he's telling Pilate, God gives you the power uh, and it comes from above there. So therefore the one who delivered me to you it has the greater sin. Verse 12, from, from then on Pilate sought to release him, but the Jews cried out saying, if you let this man go, you are not Caesar's friend. Whoever makes himself a king, of, a king speaks against Caesar. Caesar was the king and... Jesus was saying he was the king of the, he was the king and so that was what the whole this is kind of the whole backstory there is way more into it but they were saying since he was calling himself a king he was trying to overthrow Caesar and he wasn't respecting Caesar so that's exactly what that verse means is whoever makes himself a king speaks against Caesar verse 13 when Pilate therefore heard that saying he brought Jesus out and sat sat down in the judgment seat in a place that is called the pavement but in Hebrew Gabbatha 14. Now it, now it was the preparation day of the Passover and about the sixth hour, and he said to the Jews, Behold your king. And they cried out, Away with him, away with him, crucify him. Pilate said to them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priests answered, We have no king but Caesar. So they're saying, Lord, to Caesar. They're saying, Jesus is not their king. Then he delivered him to them to be crucified, and they took Jesus and led him away. So here we go. This is going to actually walk through the actual crucifixion of Jesus, and this is tough, man. This is this is really tough stuff. Uh, that's kind of the backstory of how we get to this point. Now this is the actual uh, process of the crucifixion. And he bearing his cross went out to a place called the place of a skull, which is called in Hebrew Golgotha, where they crucified him and two others with him, one on either side and Jesus in the center. Now Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross, and the writing was, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. The many of the Jews read this title for the place where Jesus was also crucified near the city. It was written in Hebrew, Greek, and Latin. Therefore the pre chief priest of the Jews said to Pilate, Do not write the king of the Jews, but he said, I am the king of the Jews. Pilate answered, What have I written? What I have written, I have written. Then the soldiers, when they had crucified him, took his garments and made four parts to each soldier apart and also the tunic. Now the tunic was without seam woven from the top in one place. They said, therefore, among themselves, let us not tear it, but cast lots for it. So they were gambling over his over Jesus' clothes. Who shall it be that the scripture might be fulfilled, which says, They divided my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. Therefore the soldiers did these things. Now therefore, by the cross of Jesus his mother, and by the cross of Jesus his mother, and his mother's sister Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples whom he loved standing by, by he said to the to his mother, woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her to his own home. So this is uh, this is actually the. I'm actually going to move over to Luke here. I, this is not exactly what I uh, what ex it's not exactly what I wanted to, to use for the reference. I, that was the backstory that I wanted to use in John. But we're going to go over to uh, Luke here, 
and read through the rest of the crucifixion story. So it goes back here, and but the other one answering rebuked him, saying, "Do you not even fear God, seeing you are under the same condemnation?" And we did, and we indeed justly, for we received the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. So this goes back to what we just read about the two men on the on the cross next to Jesus. Uh, one of the criminals was blaspheming him, saying, "If you are the Christ, save yourself and us." But the other one answered and, and rebuked that guy, saying, "Do you not even fear God, seeing we are under the same condemnation? We've actually done wrong. He hasn't done anything wrong. We deserve to die. He doesn't." And that guy said. Uh, the, the thief on the right said, then he said to, I think you, yeah, I think it was on the right. It doesn't, I think I always grew up thinking it was on the right, but it doesn't really say here. Maybe in another gospel it does, but, uh, I don't think that really, that really matters that much. But he said, the, the matter is he said, then he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. So he, the, the one that was rebuking the one that was blaspheming God, telling him to get, to save himself and save them. And that. This the the guy that was rebuking that guy. I know that's, that's confusing. Uh, the guy that was rebuking him is he asked he asked the Lord to save him. Essentially, he said, "Remember me when thou uh, get to, when." Oh man, I'm stumbling my words here. Excuse me. Jesus said unto him, "Assuredly, I say to you, today you'll be with me in paradise." Because the thief on the cross, remember me when you come into your own kingdom. The Lord said. Assuredly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. So from what we know there, the thief got saved right there. And that kind of, we're not going to get into the rest of that, but he got saved right there on the cross. He opened his heart to the Lord. He turned his eyes to him. And uh, he, he understood he was wrong. He, he knew that, the, that Jesus was dying and saving them. He, it had been talked about that this is what Jesus was doing. He understood that. He accepted it. And now he's with him in heaven. So now moving on, uh, we didn't go through the whole gruesome story of Jesus being beaten, uh, but it, it was very, very sad uh, what they did to him. He was, if you go back and study study the the beatings that he took, it was he was not human like. He was not recognizable as a human. He was that bad. They beat him. They stripped him of his clothes. They whipped him. They from from other things that I've read and studied, they they whipped him. They threw a garment on him let that let that blood dry and get in there and then ripped the garment off and whipped him again and uh, with the cat of nine tails and so much more stuff to go into that that I don't want to I don't want to get too um too in depth here on the podcast into that today but the principle is he was he was treated very very badly um and so now it was about the sixth hour and there was darkness uh, over all the earth unto the ninth hour. Then the sun was darkened and the veil of the temple was torn in two. And when Jesus had cried out with a loud voice, he said, into your hands, I commit my spirit. So uh, he he was telling God there that he was giving up the ghost. Uh, having said this, he breathed his last breath. And when that happened, so Jesus came, he lived, he preached, he taught, he did miracles. This is the crucifixion story. He died on the cross. Now, a lot of people say Jesus was just a man. Jesus was, uh, he, he was just a prophet. He wasn't anything significant. Uh, but the, the thing that changes all that is Jesus rose from the grave on the third day. And what's, what's so wild about this whole story is all the things that happened along with the crucifixion. The earth went dark for three hours once Jesus died. Um, he, like, literally dark. Like, if y'all experienced the eclipse a couple years ago, like we did, you saw how the sun, there was nothing blocking the sun, but it was, like, it looked dark outside. 
Well, just imagine that times 10. Like, the the earth was literally dark. The ground shook. The veil tore. Um, so uh, Just crazy, crazy other stuff even happened that we're not going to get into today. But it was undeniable that Jesus died. And, and that's what people, they were like, Jesus is just a man. Jesus was not this took that away. If Jesus was just a man, none of this stuff would have happened. None of the the veil wouldn't have torn the way it tore. Graves wouldn't have people wouldn't have come out of graves. Uh, the earth would not have shook. It would not have gone dark. So this his his crucifixion, his death just proves all the things that that ha- all the things that happened after that just proved that he is the son of God. And he is who he said he was. So he was crucified and now this is prophecy. This is this has been this was prophesied back in the Old Testament that Jesus there would be a savior come and he would die and he would rise again and save people from their sins and that's exactly what has just happened. Uh, everybody's distraught and so he is Jesus is die is dead now. He gave up the ghost. He willingly died. That's the thing. He that people have to realize is he willingly died. He he gave up the ghost. He took our sins on his on his body on his flesh and and said I will bear your burden essentially and that it killed it because that's how the sin of the world does and uh it was unbearable the amount of weight that that was on his shoulders so he died and he was dead for three days and he was in the grave they they took him and put him in a tomb and on the third day he was gone and so all the all the guards were freaking out. They had guards there to guard the tomb because they were everybody. People were scared that people would steal his body to keep the whole uh, to keep the story alive of Jesus came and he rose again. And uh, there people were afraid he would steal that people that the disciples would steal his body, and that didn't happen. The guards were there. Third day, Jesus rose, walked out of the tomb, and uh, he they didn't see it. He he went and saw. Uh, I don't. I don't recall off the top of my head who the first person he went to see was, um, but nobody believed it. Like it was. It was very scary. Like people. I mean, people saw him die on Friday, and on Sunday he rose again. So Jesus has risen again, and uh, he's fulfilled, completed the prophecy that that was talked about. Um, that's kind of the end of of the whole crucifixion story. But that's not the end of the story at all. Uh, the whole reason for the crucifixion is Jesus came to die to take the weight of the world on his shoulders and to bear our sins. Uh, each and every one of us is a sinner. And if you don't know that, you are. Have, have you ever told a lie? Have you ever cheated? Have you ever stolen? Uh, all those things that come along with being flesh and being human, that is a part of our sin nature. And we have sinned and we, we do not deserve to go to heaven. Uh, but Jesus came and died as a free gift. And a free gift for our sins to forgive us and to cleanse us, make us whole, and to allow us to go into heaven to be with him forever. And that is exactly what happened when he rose on that third day. Uh, He defeated death, hell, and the grave. And that's what you hear a lot of people say that. He defeated death, hell, and the grave. And that's exactly what happened. He rose again on the third day. And uh, you put faith, if you put your faith in him and you trust him that he came and he died and he saved us uh, from our sins, then and you believe that he is the Son of God and he is perfect. He 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 did no wrong, and that's his. That's what he did to do. That's what he came here to do was to save us from our sins. Uh, then then you can be saved, and you have to admit that you're a sinner and that you don't deserve to go to heaven. You deserve to go to hell because that's what I deserve. That's what we all deserve. Uh, but 
you have to accept that free that free choice. That's a beautiful thing that God allows us is He gives us the free will to uh, choose as we would like. And everybody has a different opinion about God and, and has their own take on Him. Uh, but it's just it's just amazing, man. It's it's the biggest it's the best gift you could ever receive. Uh, that's exactly what this is. It's free gift. It's eternal life. It's it's eternal life with Jesus. It's we're not. You don't have to go to hell. You don't have to go experience the lake of fire and, and live down there forever. And it's just, like I said, I'm not a biblical scholar. I can't sit here and try to talk about this and preach for the next 20 minutes. I just don't know enough about it. Like I mean, I know the Bible fairly well, but it's hard for me to communicate it. I'm not that good at that aspect of things. So, uh. I just wanted to talk about that today. Seriously, like how important the crucifixion was and and Easter this weekend. Don't get I don't get caught up in the Easter bunny and uh and going to church one or two times a year. Like I know a bunch of people do that, but uh just I mean go to church. You need to go to church this Sunday, but the thing is is don't forget the reason for the season. Like that's what people always say and I like around Christmas. Don't forget the reason for Easter. The reason for Easter is that Jesus Christ came and died. He rose again, and now and he's our savior. He came to save our sins, and so now we can live with him forever. And it's just it's just that simple. Uh, this has been a this has been rough, man. I've not been good at portraying what I really wanted to portray the, the way I wanted to. Uh, I haven't I've stumbled over my words, and and forgive me for that. But uh, like I said, I'm not a I'm not a biblical scholar when it comes to this stuff. I just feel like we have a we have a platform to to promote, and and I want to get his name out there any way we can because. It is the most important thing. Business talk is good. Having a successful business is good. Having a good marriage is good. Having good kids, uh, a lot of money, whatever you bet, whatever you want that you can put there. But none of it compares to uh, eternity and and where you're going to spend it and, and accepting Jesus Christ's free gift that He came and sacrificed His life for and died on the cross. And that's what we have to remember this weekend. So, uh, without any further ado, I, I want to kind of stop now. And what I want you to do is, I want you to listen to this song that I have coming up next. And this is actually from Hillsong United. And 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 if you know anything about them, I know they're going through a lot of stuff right now, and uh, they're in a tough position. But whatever, whether you like them or don't like them, that choice is up to you. I'm not endorsing endorsing them. I'm just they make good music and the words really matter uh, if you listen to the words and this song that, that we're about to play is probably the best that I've ever heard talked about the cross and the crucifixion and uh, just what happened that day and and I've never heard it put into words like this in, in a song so stay tuned for this it let this let this music speak to you I think it really will it speaks to me a lot I've listened to it on repeat for the past week just letting it sit in sink in and, and set into my heart and uh, it really just it really helps me throughout the day. I listen to it multiple times a day. And then after that, we're going to play a little clip of uh, Barabbas. We talked about Barabbas was a sinner. And this this clip is really it, it is one of the it's also one of the best I've heard about the re, like how real it is that Jesus came and died and how good he is to us because he should not have been there, uh, but he did. And, and and all the stuff that he went through, the the literal hell that he went through to save us from our sins. Uh, we just we don't deserve it, man. We don't deserve it at all. So stay tuned for this. Uh, we're going to play these two clips here, and then we're going to be signing off. So I hope you have a great Easter. I hope you have a beautiful uh, Sunday wherever you are around the country. Get up, go to church with your family, spend time with your family. Uh, just don't forget the reason the, the reason we celebrate. Uh, and, and that's just it's as simple as that. 
I don't, I don't want to plug anything else. I don't want to talk about anything else today. I want this show to be devoted totally to uh, the crucifixion, but more importantly, the resurrection. Because without the resurrection, it's just another man who died. And that's not who Jesus is. So uh, thank you all for tuning in to today's show. I hope it in, I hope you got some value and benefit out of it. Uh, listen to these two clips here. For real, please don't tune out. Don't tune out now. If you've made it this far, listen to the next 10 minutes here. Uh, they're really going to help you and could really change your life in the long run. So stay tuned. Thanks for tuning in today, and we'll catch you all here later. We see the story of Jesus going to the cross and everything seems to kind of be hand in hand. And then there's this one character that seems to interrupt the narrative. His name's Barabbas. We don't even know much about him except that he's a murderer, a leader of an insurrection, a rebel. And why he's even mentioned, sometimes I'm not so sure. It's like, what? Let's, this is about Jesus going to the cross. So in this moment, Pilate thinks, I hold the destinies of these two men in my hand. I know the Jews have a tradition that on a holy day, I will release one of the prisoners on death row. Pilate stands on this audacious stage who now presents Jesus, son of the living God, versus Barabbas, the thug and rebel. He says, all right, who do you want? This is blasphemy. This is, this has gone too far. There's no comparison. This is a rightful prisoner, a man who should be on death row. He's a rebel against Rome. He leads a rebellion. He murders people. He's a bad man. He's a thug and he's a crook. He deserves the chains and he deserves the crucifixion. Jesus, what has he done but heal, restore, deliver, set free? Open blind eyes, open deaf ears, heal the lame and the leper. What what has Jesus done? Who do you want? We we want Barabbas. Yeah. Give us Barabbas. They give us Barabbas. The Roman soldiers come up and they put the key in and they unlock Barabbas from his chains and shackles. And he walks down the platform, welcomed by all of his thug friends. Yeah, the people love me. Yeah, that's right. I don't even know who this Jesus guy is, but all I know is my people love me. There seems to be no conscience in Barabbas. There's no record of him turning to Jesus and saying, I owe you everything now, for you have set me free. No, I don't see any of that in Barabbas. God knew that. Jesus stood there, silent, for he knew the will of the Father. He said, it's fine, Father. Let him have Barabbas. For Jesus knew that the Father would have to treat Jesus like Barabbas so he could treat Barabbas like Jesus. Barabbas thought it was the people that set him free. No, 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 no. It was the love of the Heavenly Father.
They probably would have never acknowledged the freak yet, yeah, but I love her. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God sent his son for Barabbas, even the one he knew would walk away from Jesus and his free gift and never come back. He loves them. And the nerve, the call, and the audacity of believers to think, I got saved by grace, but now that I'm in this deep, dark place of bondage, I'm going to work hard to get myself out. What? That's the opposite of the gospel. Are you bound? Are you held under the power of this temptation, this sin? Do you feel like it's controlling you? What are you going to do? I'm going to shake myself free. Stop it! No, you won't! You're no match for the powers of hell and the urges of sin. You will not overcome it and you will never overcome it. You'll just be another statistic. There's no answer within yourself. Your own marriage, your own goodness, your own discipline, your own devotion will not save your marriage and will not save your kids. There's only one. And he's the one that took your place. He's the one that stood silently on the platform with Pilate and said, yes, let him have Barabbas. Take me. How many times have I stood on that platform with Pilate and Jesus and I'm the Barabbas and they start to take my chains off and I say, no, no, I deserve this. I deserve the guilt. I deserve the shame. I deserve the consequence. I deserve it. Jesus seems to look at me and say, no, son. Let me have it. Let me have your sin. Let me have your pain. No, God, I did it to myself. I deserve it. My marriage won't make it. This is what I deserve. I deserve divorce. I deserve poverty. I deserve sickness. I deserve it all. No! God, I I'm so ashamed. Give me your shame. But God, what if I do it again? I'll still be here. God, I don't want to hurt you. I love you. I, I don't want to do this anymore. Give me your sins, son. This is all we got. It's all I got. It's all you got. We can play games. We can play church games. We can pretend like some people are better than others and that's why they're blessed. Or we can all come to the honest conclusion that it's God. And it's God alone. The greatest challenge is not your discipline, your devotion, your focus. Your greatest challenge is believing the gospel. Could it be that there's a God with a love so scandalous, so wide, so deep, so vast, so high, so expansive, so welcoming, so inclusive? Let me have your sin, son. Okay. And I give him my sin. And I stand in this empty space of forgiveness and acceptance while Jesus walks off to the cross that I deserve. 
I see him, I see him walking to the post to be whipped. As I stand a free man, all the attention is turned now. And I feel the love of God saying, go son, live your life. I'll pay the price. When we get off thinking that we were gonna set ourselves free. It's still Jesus. It'll always be Jesus. It'll never stop being the power of Jesus. If His blood is sufficient for your salvation, His blood is sufficient to sustain you through every challenge and every sin and every temptation. Jesus is enough! If I 
Blows my mind away. Yes. 